I have, um, I have seen interviews with, with artists and, and in particular some, some sculptors, right? Who say when, a, whether they're sculpting out of like stone or um, wood, that it is not so much that they carve something out of the wood. More often they sit with a piece of wood or, or stone to see what it is that is already there. And so their task is simply to remove the extraneous materials. Right? It's not that they carve so much the thing, it's that they remove it to see what it already is or what it will become. It, it requires a different vision, right? Um, and in a sense, that's artists um, train their vision then to see that. I, writers can talk about stories in, the same, in kind of the same way. It's not so much that, you know, um, and th this is not a blanket statement for all, but I kind of understand this because it also kind of works with sermons sometimes, that it's not so much um, you create the thing that you put down on paper or that you speak or however it comes out. It, it, you do kind of start with a single idea and, and you kind of see where it goes and, and how it makes sense. Because there are times, clearly, like when I'm writing a story or I'm, or I'm writing um, a sermon, like I really want to put this in, but I, I, if, I, if I put it in there, it gets kind of mixed up and I make it worse. I'm trying to insert myself too much into the, the sermon or the story, right? Does it, so it requires a different kind of, of seeing and a, and a type of removal. And it, my homiletics professor in seminary would say the art of sermon is Art of sermonizing is like killing your children. Like you have an idea that you really want to get in there, but you got to sometimes you just no, no, you know that's not going to work. And that you got to because you want to get it down to a real narrow point. It requires a different vision. Jesus attempts to bring out a way for us. I think in the same way, right? He uses that that um, the garden image. Of the, of the seed, right? I have in my house now, because it's that time of year, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, my wife and daughter sat down and they, they pulled out the trays uh, of the little pod, <coughs> excuse me, and um, so they started planting all the seeds for our garden, right? And a seed, if you look at it, it is just a seed, but right, Jesus points out that unless a seed falls in the earth and, and dies, it just remains a seed, right? But he is able to see in that seed, not the seed, but what bears fruit. So, as we gathered and put the things in the little pods to let them start inside and get them growing, it's clear these aren't just seeds, but we were able to see their potential. We were able to see what they will become what they should become. 
Now, some of them we're going to trim out because it's not going to work. You can't, you put a couple seeds in each pod, right? So that you, you get a couple sprouts and then the one that's growing the strongest and the best, you keep. And maybe, yeah, any other sprouts that happen, you clip those off and you're done with them. But you see in them, these are tomatoes. Well, they're not tomatoes. They're tomato plants. And we hope, of course, that they bear tomatoes. But you see, we, we have that vision of this is what they will become. The artist sees the block of wood. This is what it, what it will become. This is, for them, it's what it is. Writer sees the blank page, the blank screen, the, and the story comes out. Jesus sees in his life what it will become. That it will become something beyond himself. Um, I am not one who thinks that Jesus had it all figured out. Like, he knew everything that was going to happen, right? Sometimes we get into those conversations. They're like, well, of course Jesus knew everything. That's why he could face it, because he knew everything was going to happen. He knew he would die and he would rise. And, well, I think he's human. I think we have some issues to deal with there. But he understood that his life was to be given up for the sake of many. That I know. That, that I'm willing to say. He, he, he understood that. And he sees that his life, given up unto death, brings life and abundant fruit. His, the fruit that his seed dying in the soil gives is life for the rest of us. But I want us to avoid, perhaps, the notion that this, the fruit that his death and resurrection bears for us is something that only happens in the future, only happens um, at some point after, after our seed dies, right? Christ's dying and being raised comes for us, um, the fruit that he bears for us uh, is not something like we put it in the bank account and just sort of wait for it. He sees the formation of a people. Right? The fruit that he bears. As he, as, as he is lifted up and he draws all people unto himself, right? as it says, um, he is then in that drawing together, creating a community that is meant to live in the here and the now, right? So we've been looking at, um, on Thursday nights, we've been looking at the ELCA social statements and talking about it, we've, we've couched it in terms of the Christian in society, right? Um, often we'll talk about those, <coughs> those statements as the church in society, and for me, it was a big thing to go back and be reading these, like, oh, no, 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 right? It's not the church and society unless we understand ourselves to be the church out in the world. Um, as we engage, because um, all, all of those social statements are, are dealing with the brokenness of the world. As we engage in the brokenness of the world to bring redemption and healing and wholeness in the midst of that. Um, the fruit of Jesus' death and resurrection is visible. It, it's the sprout 
out of the soil. It's, it's, it's the bud on the tree branch, right? Um, to keep up with that sort of seed and uh, agricultural thinking. See, because in a very real sense, um, Jesus' death, his seed falling in the soil and dying, he becomes the plant. Right? Go to the other parts where Jesus talks about, I am the vine, and you are the branches. He has this real sense that um, the fruit he bears in a very real way is us. We are that people out in the world. And that the fruit that he bears is born through us and through our actions. And how then do we see our lives? Do we see them then as potentially actors in this great story of redemption and and wholeness? These these lives of ours in our uh, frail and mortal bodies begin to help make known Christ's kingdom opening that up for us, opening it up for others. So that Christ's death on the cross, yes, that is the, the one core event um, that triggers what will happen in the kingdom. But it is not all of the stuff that happens in between. It isn't just in vain. There is a real movement here for us to be part of. So that ultimately, his death and his resurrection and allow us to be united to him through the waters of baptism um, for that ultimate time when sort of the, the harvest will, will, will happen. Well, all the people of all time and space that have been drawn to Jesus are gathered together. And it will be wonderful and, and glorious, but I don't want us to just focus on that. I don't want us to, right, the, there's the old saying about Christians are so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. We are, we are more than that. Right? It's not just about our souls springing off the heaven, but it's about us and our, and our, and our lives and our bodies. Right? Otherwise, it doesn't matter that we have any sort of gifts or talents. But Christ calls us to use those, right, for the betterment of the world. For a, no, not for the betterment of the world, for the transformation of the world. That's, that's what I want, right? Um, because Christ doesn't come just to make us better. Christ comes to transform us, to take us and make us something new, right? Paul also picks up this language of seed and soil, right? And, and links it about the transformation of the resurrection. Right? We think about, our, think about our old life and our new life. We can see potentially here and now 
and in some realized way, even now, um, that new life springing up for us as we engage in the, in the life Jesus gives us. It is here for us. Um, as we grow into this identity given to us in the waters of baptism as Christ's own, claimed by him, never to be let go, can enter into these types of realities and see with new eyes what it is that is to come. Just as God sees us, not just as we are, fallen, mortal, sinful creatures, but as who we will become. We are now set in a new relationship with Christ. Set up so that that brokenness that sin brings is taken away and we may be part of this new wholeness, this redemption of the world. Thanks be to God. Amen.